on the 20th episode of the Tenfold Podcast. Yeah, big news for us. We're really proud of ourselves for getting to this milestone. Um, this podcast is just like such a pleasure for us to record and such a special treat. Uh, we've been pretty like off and on with recording for mm. the last few months because of COVID and just so much stuff that's been happening. But we are committed to getting back on track. Yes, we are. And we actually recorded an episode last week, but the mics like got all weird when we listened to it on repeat. Um, but it was going to be our 20th episode. And it's actually good that that happened. I think it was a sign because we the topic that we want to talk about today is not the topic we talked about last week. And we thought about it right before we were, went to to record mm. um but just thought we didn't have enough prep time and now i feel like we finally we get to do it and this is like doing it justice like this is what a 20th this, episode yeah, should be 20th episode material for sure and um, we've also pumped ourselves up before this listening to the moffats in case you need any yeah. like uh enthusiastic flashy flashback music does um, anyone remember it, it. They, i Are think is it just, yeah it's yeah. canadian so i don't know if it's just a canadian known band Maybe. if it is look it up because they're just a wonderful teen boy they actually are pretty cute now too <laughs> like they i don't i never thought they were cute then but they are pretty cute now too and they're still playing and they're like big in asia i think and they're just happy they have like nice happy music but <laughs> the reason why we're listening is because that song just popped up in my head today and i was just singing this song and and then i just started singing it with you yeah and we were like where does this come from in our brain How do they work? um if anyone remembers the song i'll be there for you when you need somebody i'll be there for you when you want someone who cares okay <laughs> um it's catchy it is so the episode we're gonna f record today is on our top 10 myths that we have debunked in the last five years. Um, and like, we mean general life myths that like, I think most of us have told ourselves at one point or another and has like probably held you back from something in life. Yeah, and I think like at least one, if not all of them will I apply to everyone who's listening. Like you'll find a hint of truth in them because yeah. we definitely have. And the reason why we think it's important to talk about this stuff too, especially, is because I have some big news um <laughs> drum roll yeah is i'm pregnant which is just yeah. like super exciting super welcome happy um like a great development i'm almost 19 weeks now yeah. and she's made our parents the happiest people ever oh my god <laughs> their dreams have come true mm. but yeah um having a family like doing all of that kind of more traditional stuff has always been something that i've wanted in my life yeah um and i'm 30 i turned 35 this year and uh it's just like one of those things where even though I've really worked on my confidence, mm. my happiness, like making sure that I love my life the way that it is um, and doing things on my own timeline, yeah, like that suits me. And, and like there's still like in your weak moments or whatever, mm. like you get these niggling doubts about what you're doing and yeah, how like you should be doing it. If you're time, do yeah, if like you're you, you have those pressures from society out. and yeah. you don't want to succumb to them. But then you're also like, oh, no, what if they're right? Like, yeah. what if what if I'm wrong? It's right? hard not to let those like doubts creep in when you're at your lower points. Like that's when it comes where you're like, even if you know it's not true, if you have a day where you're feeling sad, you'll be like, oh, that's no, what you would what revert if? to. It's yeah. like that other voice in your head. Yeah. That's not actually your voice. No. Um, and so, yeah, it's just funny because like this year now I've. Yeah, turned 35, um, bought a house. Met your life partner. Pregnant, yeah, like all of this kind of stuff. Like, 
and yeah it's just you just never know what's around the corner you never know what's going to happen um you really shouldn't doubt yourself either like Mm -hmm. and I know you just will like you can't not but um yeah it's just like you never know what's going to happen and it's great and like life is is great I have been thinking a lot lately how it's just so crazy that like there is this one path and timeline that's basically just like the universally accepted <laughs> global thing where it's like, okay, everyone should like <laughs> meet their partner by a house, have a kid by this age, or else it's like too late or too weird. And yeah. Blah, blah. And like, you, it sounds like when you actually think about that, it's ridiculous because everyone is so unique and individual and like blah, blah, blah. Well, but yeah. I think you were saying to me before, mm. like, do you think you would live life this way if? you didn't have these examples of it like if you'd never seen a tv show if you hadn't read a book if you didn't have these people Mm. around you like telling you that's how like how how would your life have played out and i was like oh definitely (laughs) not completely different yeah (laughs) but um yeah so the myths are our way to kind of like address that and you know hopefully like help you guys realize maybe anything that you might be like yeah. holding yourself back with without even realizing it you mm. know something that might be a little bit debilitating to your yeah because i think a lot of these myths are almost like accepted facts sometimes yeah like things that you hear so often that they're just in your brain and you don't even realize it mm-hmm. um and so one of the really cool things that happened this week that's <laughs> <laughs> also about the myths is that we both watched the um, you know, acclaimed reality television show <laughs> Selling Sunset. Uh, I watched it earlier this week. Just I've been avoiding watching this show for months, yeah, I guess. I think it's been like on my Netflix list. Yeah, and I just was constantly. like, ew, no, no way. I don't, I don't care. Watch that. I'm like, I don't care about real estate or LA or any of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, but I was desperate and I had nothing else to watch <laughs> and I needed to like help me get through some work. So I started watching it and then Right away, I like got hooked and I was really surprised myself. Um, The women on the show are all in their 30s. They're all super successful, like baller women who like have like that side of their life figured out. You know, like they know how to make money. They know they have that confidence behind them about like about their abilities and Mm. and their worth in that way. And I think it's mostly how the show's edited, I'd say, because they, the women all ha- are, like, Botox-filled, like, you yeah. know, blonde, peroxide, like, all that kind of stuff. But um, they never talk about their age, like, in a negative way on the show. No. I don't feel like they're ever disparaging or, like, self... They, um, they yeah. never say anything about their yeah. weight. They don't say anything about aging or, like, mm. how they look in that way, even though you know that they they do yeah. care. <laughs> but um, they never talk about it. And they also never talk about you know what they should or shouldn't be doing at this point or like mm. that they need to meet someone because not everyone yeah. is actually married or has kids no. or or those kinds of things and they it doesn't it's, seem to yeah, be a it doesn't pressure. seem like they're bound to that traditional timeline or any of that stuff and like they're really just living their life the way that they want to live it mm-hmm. which is just refreshing and it's sad that it's refreshing but <laughs> yeah and it's sunny and yeah. yeah it's what you said uh it's the producer is the same guy who did the hills yeah. and laguna beach so, so it's, it's got a, it's that a comforting. Kind of feeling. Like if you've watched those shows, you'll be like, oh, and like I think he's probably just good at editing and like making yeah. those storylines <laughs> nicer. But and you get to see a lot of cool houses. It's actually really interesting to see the people who are looking at these millions. Oh God! Of and then weird. you're like, I never want to be that person. They all seem miserable. Like, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. What else? Oh, the first season is probably the best i think because there's also no drama really so there's no yelling and that's usually one of the reasons why i don't like those american reality tv shows um 
so yeah it's just like a really nice like positive thing to watch and then the second and third season they do it gets more produced you can tell that they're like trying to start traded storylines with drama and all that kind of stuff and a bit of yelling and some of it i had to skip through but it was still worth it and like by the end of it I felt like I missed them when I yeah they <laughs> I did they it. did feel like your friends and like you were yeah. saying like that is the sign of a good reality show when when the people you're yeah. like oh yeah my friends oh. <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace Love Island oh, UK yeah. whatever year that was 2019 <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah watch Selling Sunset yeah, if you want if to you're pick just me looking up for something like light to like do your work to mm-hmm. or just like watch on a cozy night and like in. pick your favorite character wait who's your favorite character um I think Maya. Oh, okay. Maya, yeah, she's like the Israeli, like no nonsense, and kind of like seems the most self-assured. I think. Yeah. Um, who's yours? She's wait. So Maya's married to this like guy who lives in Miami. Yeah. He's in finance, and you know she's very like a baller for yeah. sure, and like is always trying to learn more. And and she just really likes her career, so she stayed in LA, and like they goes back and forth. Yeah, to, like, and she makes everything look so easy. Yeah. And she's thirty-seven. She gets pregnant on the show. Yeah. It's not a huge spoiler. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, really nice. And the way she approaches everything, like, yeah. It's just, like, it's a really great, great example. Um, and then who's your least favorite character? I think Davina. Oh. Yeah. Davina's just... She's one of the people who you're like, who is she? Like, how does her brain work? Like, she just starts a lot of drama, but, like, not even intentionally, I think. I, I think actually wonder if she has some kind of, like, social disorder um, yeah or yeah she, she just really doesn't seem doesn't to understand it. when she's offending someone or like what is appropriate social etiquette and like mm-hmm. what you should uh, yeah <laughs> she just doesn't she just doesn't sense. make sense so she's kind of like infuriating and i feel like if she was in my life i'd be like oh I god i've I had can't. some people yeah, like that in my life no. before and you just gotta yeah walk away um i think my favorite character you liked heather at the beginning oh i loved heather in the first season yeah. she was so real and she called out like when Christine or, or someone would say something bitchy, you know, she, she just, just right yeah. away was so on it. And she was just like, that's not a nice thing to say. Like, yeah. you shouldn't treat people like that. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I wish, because like, despite my high morals and all that kind of yeah. stuff, like sometimes when stuff comes up, you're you, almost you shocked. Freeze. Yeah, you, you freeze. You freeze and you, and, and after you wish you'd said something or maybe yeah. you like address it later or something. But her ability to just like, she's just on it. And yeah. I was like, wow, I, will, I want to be <laughs> I want to be that on it in like every situation and so confident. But then I find that she gets that weird. I feel like she's got that. It's, I think I'd call it like the boyfriend trap or something. Oh, yeah. Where she gets a different boyfriend in the second season. And I think that she must have. She feels like she's desperate to hold on to him in some way. Yeah. Like she's like, ah, have to make this work at all. Like I just get that sense. <laughs> and she just changes. Yeah. It's like where someone loses their independence in some way. Yeah. And like, well, because in the first season, she was like, oh, I don't like her scene. We'll never be friends. And then she's like somehow her sidekick in the second season. Yeah. And, and the one like, cause oh. like starting the drama. But I yeah. think they might have also been like, hey, Told Heather, this yeah. is a reality show. You need to like we need someone to be the instigator for this. Like, can yeah. you say this? That's what I'm hoping, because I, I, so. I was really thought she was really cool in the first season. Um give her the benefit of the doubt <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then my least favorite character is Davina too but also Christine, Christine. Yeah. just she really rubs me the wrong way yeah and I think that she's the most lost like I think so it's like she pretends that she's she? like so herself and knows who she is but yeah she really, you know, it's like she's when someone have plays that much of a character yeah. in some ways and yeah I just 
she doesn't really have no. anything any ground that she stands on that's what i feel like yeah <laughs> so it's interesting um and the brothers are really weird they're i'm so intrigued by them i'm like who are these open brothers i don't know I are they creepy are yet. they nice like i did i looked up Oppenheim brothers nice because <laughs> i was like what's going on they seem generally they nice seem on so the show. weirdly nice on the show and you keep thinking they're gonna get so mad and angry but they never I know really i think do. i keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with them yeah and is that our own weird like know. childhood thing or <laughs> is that just i don't know it's weird and but watch it and tell us what you think. Yeah, <laughs> feedback, please. We want to know. Okay, so should we get to our myths? Yes. Yeah. So what is myth number one? Myth number one is turning 30 is a big deal. Ooh. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what our demographic is of people listening. I think most people are over 30. Probably. probably. So you never know. Um, but I remember when I was turning 30, it was like the worst part was the year before being mm. 29. And like, even when I turned 29, people were like, oh, 30s next year. Yeah. Like, and there, it felt like this weird thing. Cause I think everyone I was hanging out with was in their twenties yeah. and it felt like this thing, like I was crossing over to this other, other world. Well, like, I think you were also in a very uncertain point of your life. Cause that was when you were like on the farm. Yeah. And, like, I was just getting, moved to Australia. Getting divorced. And, like, I moved to yeah, Australia. Yeah, so there was, was a lot on of a farm. Like, yeah. Um, when I, I turned 29 pressure on yeah you, for sure <laughs> and then I had to like move to Sydney find a job mm. like get settled find an apartment meet make, make new friends like and that was all like what's what is my 30th birthday gonna be like yeah. so um so yeah there was like I just remember yeah saying I was 29 if I said I was 29 there was people always had comments like, like how do you feel about turning 30? yeah ooh, yeah. like one year left I feel like I've done that to people too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was just like that kind of a thing. And that was the worst part. And then once I turned 30, I remember I felt really liberated. And I, I think it's like a weight off your you're shoulders. like, oh, I'm 30. It's it. fine. Yeah. Now I'm just 30. I'm in my yeah. 30s. It's fine. I'm here, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it, I don't think I really felt like I should have everything figured out. I know mm. a lot of people do, though. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of guys do, too. I like, think guys put, pressure put more on pressure themselves. on themselves. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I maybe didn't feel quite as much pressure because, like, you'd already gone through it, and I have yeah. quite a few older friends. I felt like so I was, was the like, first oh. person doing yeah. it. I think that might have been because your friends a big were younger thing. at the time. Yeah, especially. yeah. Um, but I think I still. It is hard to not feel some sort of weight on it because it is such a big thing in like movies and society where everyone's like thirty. Ah, mm. it's like looming in the future. Um, but yeah, I, th I don't. I think I did feel a bit of like you almost feel like you're supposed to feel the anxiety yeah and then you're like ah it is coming but um the other side of it is like so much better well it, like honestly your 30s are so much better than your 20s they I really are like your 20s you're floundering like most people just flounder in their 20s they're trying to find their way and like figure out who they are and what they're doing and like it takes a while to like figure out what job, know like yourself. how to make money. Yeah. Like, are, are you, you know, you have all these insecurities about things and then how to be in a relationship, how to find love, like, like how who to your friends are, where you want to live, like the, just everything in your life. You're really trying to sort through and sort out. Um, but yeah. yeah so twenties were actually like kind of painful. No, that's <laughs> the thing I never like, like I, I like wouldn't want to go back and relive my twenties. No. Like, and people always think like, Oh, your youth, your youth. But I, 
we'll talk about this later, <laughs> but I still feel extremely youthful in my 30s. And But it it's, comes with all of these great benefits of um, knowing who you are, having learned so many great lessons, yeah. like being um, more confident, being having boundaries, uh, being able to get what you want. Yeah. Like, and yeah, and just like having figured so much stuff out so you can actually just start enjoying. It's true. And I think when you're in your 20s, so much of the stuff you're going through is like the first time you're going through it. So it's yeah. like, so everything's a bigger deal in like a heavier way a lot of the time. And then by your 30s, you're like, oh, I've lived this already. Or like, I know what it's like to move somewhere else or to break up or to do this. And yeah. like, you have that lived experience so that it's not as big of a deal and it's not so hard the next time and, and like, like this has happened before yeah. and this was like yeah and then even with dating and all of that kind of stuff like you just get things better i think oh um, definitely and then yeah um but it, it does suck because like there's also a lot of things you can put pressure on yourself in your 30s in yeah. terms of your timeline it, it, that's the thing for women and definitely but that's another podcast. and i think <laughs> i also think if i think back to like if i hadn't moved to australia this if i was still just in toronto with like uni people like a lot of the people that i know from uni like got married and had kids and then this and like if you're in that environment and you're like oh i haven't done that before i'm 30 like there's a lot of those pressures where you're like yeah. i don't have a partner i don't have a house i don't have a kid yet like that i feel like because we've moved elsewhere and like and it's a different kind of like although gold coast a lot of people here yeah i think so i think generally sometimes it's almost if you stay where you grew up i think there's more of that pressure because people tend to settle down earlier because that just makes sense um but yeah and i yeah i feel like i've seen this on instagram a lot lately and you've probably seen it too but it's just this whoa big car noises (laughs) um this quote that's been going around which is kind of like related to this but it's that whole like normalize finding love in your 40s normalize discovering and chasing new dreams in your 30s normalize finding yourself in your 50s life doesn't end at 25 like stop acting (laughs) like it does (laughs) oh my god that's so true i feel like i've seen that going around a lot and i think there is that shift in attitude where like people are like oh your 30s are your 20s now or like your 40s are your 20s like your whole life is yours to explore that's the point you want to live a fully examined life it's not just in one decade (laughs) when you're like not quite aware of anything yet (laughs) um yeah so that's a big one turning 30 is a big deal not um myth number two happiness comes from within and that's a controversial <laughs> statement because yes, it does. Like, you you should like finding contentness, gratitude, yeah. all of those things does come from within. But um, one of the things my mom always was saying to me, uh, because I suffered with depression and I was really unhappy when I was in Canada, um, basically from a young like preteen, yeah. she always would say, "Happiness comes from within." Like, you need to find the happiness from within. And I thought. I would try and try and try yeah. and just but then be so unhappy <laughs> and like kind of like it would just bottle up um and I, I realized when I started going to other places mm. like when I went to Greece when I was in my like 19 or whatever yeah. and then when I went to Costa Rica and when I went to Australia for the first time I was so happy in these places <laughs> and it wasn't just being on vacation no. it was like a, they felt different the people were different like the sun was out, you know, it was warm, like, the things that just, there's so many things that made me so unhappy in Toronto. Your environment has such a big impact on you, and, like, you can't, if you don't like your environment, 
ignoring that or trying to work through it puts so much stress on you. And how much of your energy yeah. then every day are you spending like trying to balance that out? Yeah. Like you don't realize because we've always said with winter in Toronto like and then moving here, you don't realize how much energy you spend in winter getting yeah. dressed, like planning <laughs> to have your boots and then your shoes and then a scarf and, and then a hat and, and then you get on the shoes. subway and then you start sweating and then you, like it's just like <laughs> yeah. a lot of extra mental Did you shovel the snow the before winter. you left? Yeah. Like <laughs> and then you like slip on ice and like hurt yourself. Like, it's just like <laughs> winter sweating, is like cold. You're just, so you're painful in the city. Um, it just requires a lot of work and it's fine for some people but yeah. for me it was not. It no. just wasn't. Um, and yeah, so for me happiness, a lot of my happiness had to come from being able to access my happiness inside yeah. was much easier when I had less things distracting me from my happiness outside. Yeah. And like, I always say, I feel like my base level of happiness is just a lot better in Australia. And I think that's just because of the environment and like what's outside of me that makes that like yeah. foundation so much better. Um, and yeah, I feel like we both really tried to be happy in Toronto. Like oh, we yeah. both like I signed up for every course. Yeah. I like went to all these different gyms and stuff. My I last did. year there I just went full out on everything because I was like, maybe there is a secret. Like maybe I can just make myself happy here. And I could not. Yeah. You just you um, have to find your place. And I really do think like different places have different vibes and different things. Like um I feel like what stuck with me before is like our old neighbor Margaret when she moved to Vancouver. She was like, Oh, oh when people here ask like what you do they're asking what hobbies you do not what your job is and yeah. we're in toronto it's like what you do is your job and like that says so much about the culture in toronto yeah. and like how people judge you and i feel like it's kind of similar in Australia. like the values what's yeah. important um that was the same thing in costa rica when we went yeah. and it just felt like no oh, one would even ever ask you yeah <laughs> like this is a, it's such a different world um where different things are important so yes happiness does come from i think contentness and gratitude comes from within mm. like in terms of making sure you find yeah. that in your place but happiness like you need some help you do. <laughs> like you can that. have that inner happiness but if you're not in a good place same like with work yeah. too like if you sign up for a job at a place that you don't like and you're trying to just work your way through it like yeah. it, that takes a toll on you like you need to make sure all your environments are the right environments for you to let your inner happiness shine, shine through. through. <laughs> okay, number three, family is everything. So this is like, oh yeah, of course I'd say. That. I mean, Tori and I, yeah. you can't get <laughs> people who are closer than we yeah. are, basically. Um, so yeah, we are everything, like yeah. <laughs> to each other in a lot of ways. But it's so triggering. I think it's triggering for us too because we've yeah. had issues like with our family growing up and. Um, there's a reason why we're so close. There's a reason why we <laughs> moved across the world, right? And um, I know for a lot of my friends and stuff too, because we have a lot of found family in Australia, yeah. right? And like a lot of the people I know that have moved over here from other places, like it's for the same kind of reasons because yeah. they didn't feel they at have home. Like they didn't tumultuous feel relationships with their family, and you as need well. that space, mm. right? So sometimes the only way to grow and see yourself and actually then be able to cultivate a relationship with your yeah, family to like is to not yeah. be anywhere near them like <laughs> you know phone calls yeah. are way easier than like in-person yeah um experiences so and also i would just like to say some people not us but some people just have shit families 
Like yeah. some people, it's not. And like you, you don't have, have to keep force a working and feeling yeah. guilty that it doesn't mean anything bad about you. It doesn't no. mean that you're lesser than or you're, you know, and I've felt like that before. Like yeah. now we have a good relationship with our family. I feel like we worked really hard on yeah. it. But when I was younger, I, yeah, I felt like I was a bad person in some ways if, if I wasn't, make it work. yeah, like, if I didn't yeah. like my parents or yeah. if I didn't like, it's a it's a really complicated one because like even now I'll feel guilty sometimes because I feel like you're closer to our parents than I am or like I don't phone them as much as you do and I'm like oh maybe I'm not as good. I don't think anyone should phone like their parents as much as I do. But yeah, but yeah, I feel like that dynamic is like so tricky for a lot of people because it is so ingrained in in just movies and culture where like family is yeah like a wholesome like, happy family. Yeah. But I think so. The statement we purposely like write these statements to be slightly controversial, mm-hmm. but. Family is everything, but you also need to make your own family, and you have to... Yeah, and there's only so much you can try with family sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, with your biological family. (laughs) Um, But yeah, found family, I would say, is everything, and making sure that the people around you are the right people for Mm. you. And And yeah, I think knowing that if you, like can't get along with your biological family you can find other family you can find and you don't have to feel guilt about that or feel lesser than i think that's a big i think family is just like the people that you're closest to and you have those connections with and it doesn't have to be blood relatives and i love our found australian family we're very lucky (laughs) we really are so yeah okay number four he's the one (laughs) or she's the one and this idea of soulmates, your twin flame, uh, that person that was meant for you. I just watched um, Sex in the City. <laughs> 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 I went through all the seasons and they talked about this in one of the episodes where I think Charlotte just like broke up with her husband. And then she was like, I think you only get two soulmates. And then they're like, oh, Carrie's already had Aiden and Bake, so she's done. <laughs> like, and then they're <laughs> like, thanks. But yeah, I think there's a lot of that idea out there that. Yeah, he's the one or she's the one. Or if you break up with your supposed soulmate, then you'll never then find Then that's it. Or people put or themselves like through a lot to try yeah. and stay with someone because they think like, oh, but we were meant to be. Mm. Um, and there's the fear of like giving that up or walking yeah. away from that. And like, will you find someone else? But also one of the things you learn once you get to your 30s, if you have had different experiences with relationships and stuff, is that you there's always someone else always meet there's always a next there's always like a new person around the corner who you know might give you everything that you didn't even know you needed from the last one and and because you're a different person every time after every relationship and every experience like i think everyone has multiple soulmates yeah i do think there's soulmates i do think they're twin flames i do i do i think there's definitely people that you just but i don't think they're the be all end all i think there's always more yeah i think that's just part of your path and also i feel like it's just like humans are such complex beings and you are always growing and sometimes you'll grow together and sometimes you'll grow apart. So mm-hmm. like even if someone is your soulmate, you might grow apart from them and then you go and meet a new soulmate. Like it's true it's for not that part of your life. Yeah. And also twin flames are not a soulmate, which I think a lot of people yeah. confuse it with. Twin flames are people that um, you might have had like a past life with or you share some kind of you share some kind of deep connection, but it's usually very triggering mm-hmm. and they're there to make you face up to something within yourself so it's like one of those relationships that make you go ah oh my god (laughs) Um, so that's what a twin flame is if anyone is confusing the two 
And I think it's also like, because some people might just meet one of their soulmates really young and then stay with them forever. And like, that's fine too. But it doesn't mean there weren't other potential soulmates out there. It's true. It doesn't mean that if they decided to leave that relationship, there wouldn't be someone else next. There's always a lesson to learn, Mm. and people are brought into your life for you to learn lessons. There's always a reason. Always. Yes. Okay. Number five. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so it's this idea that like failure is bad and shameful or you're never going to get over it or move past it. Um, I think we've all had experiences in our life where like you didn't get the job that you wanted or you like failed a class or you broke up with your who you thought was your soulmate. There's all so many times where you'll be like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like never going to move past it. Just wallow in the pity. Yeah, but it's just you do you do get past it and like I when I look back at my life so I have this example of when I think it was when I finished law school and I was moving back home with our parents and I didn't have an articling job yet and like most people get their articling job like 10 months before you started Um, and I was like I think I had some interviews and I was going somewhere with our dad and I was like he was stressing out about it, and I was like, why are you worrying? Like, I've literally never given you a reason to worry. Like, I always figure things out. And he was like, remember when you didn't get into the co-op program, and then when you didn't get an OCI job in law school? And the co-op program would have been, like, seven years before that, <laughs> oh in my, my like, God. second year of undergrad. Uh, and then, so, it would just, uh, for me, I was just, like, so... Our parents are vaults of all your I failures. I was, like, infuriated, because <laughs> I was like, are you literally keeping a checklist in your head of all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I've supposedly failed something. And the thing comes so quickly I to know, his mind, too. Because I was like, literally like, and yeah, and like, if you know me and Alex, like, we were like straight A super students. Super high achievers. Like, just, yeah. So, um, but that for me, uh, it was also really funny because I was like, I thought it was funny that he even considered those things failures. Because like, at the time, I probably did too, but any of those things that were my supposed failures led to amazing things. Yeah. Like when I didn't get that co-op job, I ended up going and like working as, uh, oh no, that was when I went and got a government internship in Quebec City for the summer. So yeah, I like that's way got to like go work in French and like work for the government. And it was like and an amazing program. And you also spend an extra year at uni, right? Yeah, it, like it, it made you like go and work during like different semesters. Yeah. And it was just like, I still feel like I got like just as good, if not better, experience. Well, and you got a great job after you finished thing. too. Yeah, so you didn't it wasn't even need that experience. Even a thing. And then even in law school, when I didn't get one of like the Bay Street jobs, like that's when I ended up going to Costa Rica for the summer, which like changed my entire life. And working and, like, at a like like a, a law firm <laughs> and teaching English. So like, yeah, I just feel like anytime I haven't gotten the thing that I set out to get, it usually actually gave me so much perspective because usually those things were things that I thought I was supposed to do and I was like on the like treadmill or like the predetermined Mm -hmm. path and then I didn't get it and then I was like oh wait what do I really want like what's actually meant for me and it actually pointed me in a better direction yeah so it's just a lot of it is perspective there's one thing also with our dad so maybe (laughs) this is just our dad this myth (laughs) but I remember it was when I was on the farm and I was talking to him while like picking cucumbers or doing something (laughs) and I remember he also got really upset and he was just like because I was getting divorced right and he was like this is like uh your biggest failure like this and I think he said to me this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you like um all this kind of stuff and I remember feeling that dread of like oh my god like is it like is it but then I thought wait a minute and I was like but 
do you do you think I should have stayed married? Like, it's like wouldn't is that actually like the worst failure? <laughs> like, isn't it yeah. worse to like stay in something yeah. that isn't working and like not going forward and pursuing all my dreams? And then it was funny too because I said that to him because I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because I caught him in it, and then he was kind of like. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, totally, like, 180 uh, on, like, doom and gloom. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, those think, things are, like, you have to try things. I you know. know, and I think we're also so much harder on ourselves. Like, I would never think anything you did or didn't get would be a failure. You know what no, I mean? Like, I wouldn't yeah. look at you and be like, oh, I can't believe Alex failed that. Like, I'd be <laughs> like, oh, like, obviously, that's not meant for her. Or she'll figure it out. Like, you always have so much faith in your friends and your family. But, yeah. like, I feel like it's harder to turn that on yourself and that's also one of the beautiful things about being in your 30s is that you've had enough experience in life to know and have yeah. seen it happen time and time and to again have work through it and like come out for the better a good exercise is to go through the so-called failures in your life and see what they led you to see how your path changed because of them um, and then maybe you can feel grateful for them okay number six it'll look bad on your resume <laughs> This is one where I'm like, I feel like I've said that and like I've had friends say that. Or they'll be like, oh, what if this like, I need to stay at this job for at least a year or like it's going to look really bad on my resume or like I can't Or like how will I explain industries. this sabbatical I yeah. just took? Like, and like I think it's such a common thing, but I think it's so old school in so many ways. And like actually one of the examples I have is one of my flatmates in uni was just like she literally had like. 20 jobs while I lived with her for two years because <laughs> she'd always just get jobs and quit them and her resume I remember I saw her resume once and I was like how do you get jobs because she literally listed all 20 jobs on her resume <laughs> that were for like two months each but like it didn't matter and she just kept getting jobs and it was fine and like that was such a classic example of being like you would think that your resume would look up but I feel like there's no such thing like if you are a fit for the job and you can explain it like no one is really gonna it's so funny because I yeah I have a lot of friends who voice that concern yeah. before about like oh but how it's do I explain this or how what do I yeah in, in an interview and but then it, I don't know anyone where it's actually happened or and then actually been a mattered. negative no and like for me I feel like I've had so many different jobs and most of them have just been for like a year like I worked at a paper company for a year and then I worked at the law society for a year and then I moved to Australia and like and worked in a tech company all those things though make up the like the fabric that is you exactly like I feel like that shows who I am and shows that I'm flexible and shows that I'm adaptable and can like do anything in any environment like there's a way to spin anything on your resume yeah. like that's what everyone has to realize like you've had those experiences for a reason and you just own them and, and they like, brought you to where you yeah. are now and you, you have to feel proud and confident yeah that. like you should just, you you know your own story you know what you've learned there you know what you've gotten from those experiences and like even with sabbaticals or traveling like that a lot of people appreciate that now like even our friend shoddy who just got an amazing like law job in australia like she was worried because she came into australia and traveled for like a while it was like half a year or something yeah. and she was like oh is that gonna look like irresponsible or like so i think she was worried about mm -hmm. it but like it, she's done great <laughs> like, she's literally landed her perfect yeah. job like her dream job so so yeah i've literally never heard of anyone coming from an interview or like not getting a job because someone was like oh this gap on your resume or like yeah yeah so do the thing you want to do yeah. go forward and know that it'll all make sense and it'll just explain who you are okay number seven you should be acting like an adult mm -hmm. <laughs> this idea of like what an adult is responsibility mm. like less joy <laughs> um, i feel like carrying more shame yeah i feel like this is definitely 
for us, a lot of it is from our parents. Oh, God. Yeah, it's always about responsibility. Actually, I don't even know if this is related, but it just popped into my head the time. There's one time where we were home at, like, Christmas or something, and Mm -hmm. I think we, like, were watching a movie in the morning, and our dad came in, and he was like, so decadent like watching a movie in the morning like it was just such a random thing but that's one of those things where it was like not responsible to like watch a movie in the morning like, I don't know well that was before probably smartphones yeah, and just everyone and watching everything, and everything now he'd watch a movie yeah. in the morning but would, yeah but yeah I think especially from our parents too it's and I think a lot of time if you have immigrant parents mm. it's like this whole thing of like well now you're an adult like you've got to get yeah. serious you've got to you know do such such and such um but the thing is like we've always been a certain version of serious and a certain version of we've always been responsible like even though we've traveled and done amazing things and like lived these like great lives like sometimes we're responsible to a fault yeah exactly like Like, i don't remember if we've said this before but we went into a mortgage broker and they he looked at our credit (laughs) and was like you guys have the credit of like an 80 year old man Because, like, our credit is so good because we've never had any, like, debt. We just, like, live, like, I don't know. But, and, like, this is, like, I've spent, you know, I spent half a year in Bali, like, doing yoga teacher training. I, like, um, yeah, lived for a year in Costa Rica. I've, like, done all these things Mm -hmm. that you would be, like, oh, wow, she's kind of, I don't know. I had a friend who was, like, Alex, like, are you going to turn into, like, a a homeless hippie? And... (laughs) It's like I've I've always handled my finances. Yeah. I've always like responsibly rented out my apartment, done all this stuff. Like nothing's ever been done without me actually being able to do it, like or handle it, I yeah. guess. So um you can definitely have all these like fun, quote unquote youthful um experiences that are not responsible and you can do them responsibly. Yeah. Like forevermore into your 70s and all of those kinds of things if you wanted to Mm. yeah and I think um it also reminds you of like I always felt like in Toronto it was kind of it kind of ties into the 30 thing as well but it was almost like it felt like once you were 30 you had to be responsible all of a sudden and you should have a partner and a condo and like a 10-year life plan and like you had to be serious and almost that feeling of once you had kids you're a parent and being a parent oh that's a huge serious one and you're like an adult so you can't be happy (laughs) not can't be happy but essentially like you can't be silly you can't be joyful you have to like be responsible yes Definitely all of the things that um, I think we should also do a podcast on that yes, at some point because so. that's something I've been thinking about a lot like now becoming a parent is like how do I be a parent in a tenfold way yeah like I don't want to fall into the tropes of what I've seen growing up yeah. and like I really want to do it my way and make sure that I'm not uh, like yeah like letting go of myself like Definitely. in those ways and also like setting a good example because mm. I want I don't want my child to look at me the way that I looked at my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also moving up here made me think about like the things that we stop doing as we grow older and like why? Because yeah. like our favorite thing here to do is like ride our bicycle on the boardwalk. And like I hadn't <laughs> ridden a bicycle in like 15 years. It was like, and yeah. like why did I stop riding a bicycle? Because it makes me so happier. Even just when we jump in the ocean and I start like laughing every time I jump in the ocean. And then like before I'd been like, this is too silly like I can't laugh in the ocean (laughs) you know like I just feel like like talking to the ocean which is what I do but you just need to cultivate joy and at least like 
from our parents' perspective, and I know our other friends who have parents mm. like ours have felt the same way, is this like you shouldn't be so joyful? Yeah, like there's like, like that's to. too silly. Or I think there's like a European sensibility, or maybe also like Japanese. Like yeah. I feel like it is like a a certain cultural thing too. But yeah, I think the definition of adult is changing. Yes, I would hope so. I think so. Okay, so number eight. There's something wrong with me. Okay. So this is a big one, I think. And like you see, it's easiest for me to see with my friends. Like, although I've definitely done this myself with so many things, but like. And it's in every context of life, I think. Yeah. It's in jobs. It's It's in in relationships. It's in like people. I feel like anytime something goes wrong in your life, it's easy to be like, it must be because there's something wrong with me. Yeah, or people feel like it's an individual experience Mm. as well. Like they're the only person who's ever gone through it, like a certain type of breakup, or they feel very alone. Like, Mm. um, and one of the things, I don't know if we're explaining it quite right, but one of the things that I wanted to say and that I've said to my friends in a really great way, and this is what I learned in yoga teacher training, is we are not unique, like in the best way, right? There's actually a lot of comfort in that. Like we're actually all the same deep down. We all have the same fears. We all have like the same insecurities. We all have something, you know, that we're carrying around and stuff. And um, if you've been through it, someone else has been through it. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, that's just part of the human experience. Like I was um, thinking, because I know Instagram and stuff can be really bad for this in some ways where you see people's perfect lives and are like well but I think also with memes and podcasts yeah I've been really huge to let people know that other people like think all these weird random thoughts or like have (laughs) all these insecurities and like it's been a way for people to actually feel more normal and like see that because they see a thought that they've had in their head and they're like oh shit other people are thinking this too but yeah we're really we're all in it together Mm. we're like you just yeah, if, so, if, if you've been through it, someone else has been through it. Yeah. So know that you're not alone mm-hmm. and it's not you, something that you've done yourself. Yeah. Everyone's been through like an awful breakup or felt like they'll be single forever or felt like they're unlovable or felt like there's so many things that we all tell ourselves and are like, we're the only person, like no one understands how this feels. Yeah. Like I'm the only person, but. But it's the human gone. experience yeah. and that's like part of the beauty of it. So, and I think the big thing is just remember to talk to people about it because as soon as you do, just talk people to start and like, opening oh, yeah. up and then they tell you about their yeah. experience or their friend's experience because you, they'll always know someone else who's yeah. been through the same thing. And as soon as you start realizing that, like it lessens the heaviness of what's happened. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's your like shameful secret. Yeah. Like, That's a bi- I would say don't yeah. keep secrets about no, yourself or of thoughts ever. of yourself. Like you need to tell trusted Let people and yeah. like, cause you need that feedback and you need other perspective. Cause it's yeah. so easy to get trapped in your own head. Definitely. Okay. Number nine, they're ruining my life. <laughs> so it's also this whole thing. It's another like trend that we see with our friends and like, I feel like I used to feel like that too, but I've yeah. done a lot. Like yeah. I think also yoga teacher training and stuff has really helped me yeah. with that because it's, it's all about more taking on your own personal responsibility in every yeah. situation. And, and you have control. Yeah, it. and knowing yeah. how you cultivate a situation yeah. like with someone else and they're just a reflection of you. Mm. So this idea of like someone's ruining their life, it's like, you know, if someone's out to get you or someone's against you or someone's thinking about you or watching yeah. you or 
I think a lot of people will have like someone in their office where they're like this person yeah. is always like against me or like their office nemesis. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Or like with my partner, he's obsessed. He thinks his magpies out to get him. <laughs> That's fine. It actually probably is. Every time he rides by on a bicycle, it swoops down like to like peck his head. And he is like furious at it. <laughs> but then I, we just saw it do it to someone else. Yeah. So I'm like, it's not you. Like, that's just what the magpie does. Like, <laughs> you, know, you have to think about um, But yeah, like if you have that person in your life that you feel fixated on or you've mm-hmm. got kind of angry energy toward or, or you're thinking a lot about them and feeling like they're affecting you in some way, like you really need to take a step back and think about like what's actually happening yes. how, what what part of it you can play in it and how you can extricate extra extricate yourself, yourself from the yeah. situation because a lot of time it's like walking away or just being the bigger person and yeah knowing and that everyone's got their shit that they are dealing with and like if they're acting like that towards you it's for some reason it's, not it's a, probably not, not even really something you. to do with you and like there, there usually is like some probably some truth to it but there's also probably a lot of it that you're just blowing up in your own head because you have this narrative and this thought that like they're out to get you so that everything they do you're taking as evidence towards that probably yeah so it's like you're building it up sometimes and like anyone who is because there are people who are like weirdly angry or petty or mm-hmm. jealous or all those things and you can see that but anyone who's like that, like you just have to feel sorry for them mm. and know that if they're feeling like that and acting out in an obvious way, like they've got a lot going on. Yeah. And like, thank God you're not in that place feeling that way, being trapped because it's not yeah. a great place to come from. Yeah, I think I always just feel kind of bad for people when I see that they're like really acting out because it all yeah it's just obvious that there's something they need, I have to work through. And, and you just have to like step away from it yeah. as much as you can and and have sympathy yeah like that's kind of like the the water that'll douse the fire yeah i think it's kind of the whole like yeah not engaging if you can and just and not just not engaging as in not talking to them but with your energy where you start focusing and fixating and stuff because it's really unhealthy for you and then it just yeah it just starts building it up i think an example when i do this i I don't know if we've talked about this before but (laughs) when we're when i drive i feel like because our mom is like always a very critical driver of other people on the road she'd always be like oh that person's doing this that i literally think that everyone around me who's driving is like criticizing me (laughs) in their heads and then i'm like oh no i should like drive faster so they're not and like i'll have all these thoughts running through my head but like the people on the road literally like aren't thinking anything about me most of the time probably um and it's one of those things where i have to check myself and be like wait what am i actually telling myself um but yeah that's like completely unwarranted on my part yeah Yeah. um I've had a few like people come into my life that I've had Mm. issues with in the past and I feel like it's actually always the same kind of personality like which will be really interesting so it's like something I have to work on and it used to like trigger me so hard Mm. um but like what I've learned is yeah I usually just it's like I need to kind of never let that person get close yeah. and not let them into my life like from the, like recognize who they are like what what that is to me and how that affects me and like put a stop to it before it even starts mm-hmm. and not in a mean way yeah. like just have real have real boundaries and awareness of myself and also just have so much compassion for them and know yeah. that uh that's just how they do things that's how they express themselves and yeah and it's 
you know, that's, it doesn't have to be for me, right? It doesn't, like. Actually, no, I realize I've had some, like, weird dramas with some of my old bosses that I forgot about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I think in the end it kind of wasn't those things where I was like, okay, they obviously just have their own things and like yeah it's been pretty obvious I, after yeah. the fact I was like okay they usually I'm just have that real, these relationships with a lot of other people yeah. right and like it was hard not to get sucked into it sometimes or feel really like um personally targeted yeah or, but then in the end you're just like okay like yeah no <laughs> in yeah. retrospect you're just like okay they were just they have their own things that they're dealing with and it wasn't really about me. It's like, like it's personal, but it's not actually. They'll find someone yeah. else to put that on. Yeah. Like if it's going to be you or it's going to be someone else. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last one, number 10, is I'm too old for that. <laughs> this one drives me crazy, like so crazy uh, in so many aspects. Um, a big one w- when we started like working through these was just like in terms of your body and how your uh-huh. body functions. Cause I have so many friends who will be like, Oh, like, you know, like Once my back know. isn't yeah. the same now that I've entered my thirties or like something, something. I literally thought that because I'd heard so many people say it. And right after I turned 30 or the year I turned 30 is when I came to Bali to visit you. And I had like crazy lower back issues that I'd like never had before. And I actually like, dude, don't you remember? I was actually like, couldn't like do things sometimes because I had like so much lower back pain and I kept on going and getting massages like every single day (laughs) and like I couldn't like sleep properly and like I'd never had back problems before and I was like maybe it's because I've turned 30 and this just (laughs) happens but like it's 30 then I went to a physio and she was like no it's because you fucked up your ankle like three years ago and never fixed it and your whole body has been imbalanced so I was like okay it's not because I turned 30 it's just because I wasn't actually like paying attention to my body (laughs) I think there's a lot of things like that in your 30s and um it's like another thing is like fertility which we talked about in the birth control episode and stuff but um this idea that like it's not because you're in your 30s but like it's like the things that you've been doing like if you've had bad habits or you haven't taken care of something like eventually will catch up it will show and like you just need to address it that's just your body being like hey yeah it's just (laughs) telling you something and then you've got to listen to it and then you've got to say oh i hear you i'm gonna Mm. try i'm gonna try and fix this um because guys like it's only your 30s it's Mm. your third decade of life like what's the life expectancy now like 80 we're gonna live minimum. to 100 Us. yeah like we're only a third of our way through our life <laughs> like there's a lot of time left <laughs> like so if your body's starting to fall apart in your 30s like you need to make that a priority to mm. to get your health on track because you want to be living a tenfold yeah. life like for a long time and going forward and enjoying things and having adventures and doing all those things and there's plenty of time for your body to break way later oh, but like wait a few decades especially living in australia you see so many people well into their like 80s who yeah. still go swimming every day or yeah, like they're out in so the ocean active. and like, like when our parents came to visit i got so annoyed at them because they kept on being like we're old we're old we can't walk this far and i was like look at these like 80 year old men in their budgie smugglers like running into the ocean every day Going if they can do like that two degrees in the middle yeah. of winter and like i think it's such a like mentality thing because you listen to the stories you tell yourself so if you keep saying oh i'm old my body's falling apart you become that's, old yeah, that's what happens. your body falls apart <laughs> so yeah and it's not just about body this whole i'm too old for that is also like if you want to change careers, if you want to study something that yeah. you never studied, like uh, just all of that kind of stuff, limiting yourself. If you want to go somewhere, you have. I think with traveling and stuff now, Instagram's been yeah. really good for that, yeah. like to 
encourage people to Go to start do doing more things. Yeah. But I read um, another good thing on Instagram or Summer the other day that was related to this, and they were saying. If you're thinking like, oh, I can't go back and study because if I do that, then by the time I finish, I'll be like 32. It's like you're going to be 32 anyways. And you, you're <laughs> e you'll either be 32 and I've done the thing you want to do or be 32 yeah. and be like, oh, I should have done that. Like it's that not like so you're, you true. can not age. So it's like so it's a true. really good way to look at it because you're like, if it's something you want to do, do it. Your age like doesn't matter. It's your life. Yeah. Like it's more what do you want to have done in your lifetime and just yeah, make sure you're ticking off those yeah. boxes. I think a lot of that is usually just like weird embarrassment where people are like, I can't be in school and be like 35. Like that's too, uh, but I had like some people in law school who were older and like I had someone who was like 60 in my law school class. Which is like, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's so much you can do. Like I feel like even since I turned 30, like I started to play volleyball and like I hadn't really played volleyball before and I was like, I'm just going to go play volleyball all the time and it's been amazing and I love it. I have so much now fun. Now you're like the and sexy like volleyball player <laughs> on the boardwalk. Um, yeah. And I started riding a bicycle again and like I yeah, tried to start too. learning how to skateboard. Like I feel like there's so many things to do and like even just swimming, like we took swimming lessons. Like in at icebergs. And, this in, is, in and we'd also done swimming. Yeah. Like we knew how to swim. But we, but were we like, like, we want to get better at ocean swimming. So we took Let's a swim get lesson. better. And yeah. that opened up a whole new world for us too. Um, yeah. There's just like, our bodies are magical things. And I feel like they can do so much. And just like, have Please faith. Too. Have faith in your body. <laughs> so. Is that all of them? Yes. That's all 10. Wow. So let's just, I'm going to go back and just read all 10 yeah. to reiterate. Emphasize. Number one, turning 30 is a big deal. Number two, happiness comes from within. Number three, family is everything. Number four, he's the one. <laughs> Number five, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Number six, it'll look bad on your resume. Number seven, you should be acting like an adult. Number eight, there's something wrong with me. Number nine, they're ruining my life. Number mm -hmm. 10, I'm too old for that. Now, if you have thought or said any of these things, and I'm sure you've heard your friends yes. say these things, like it's just so flipping common. <laughs> um, just think about it. Think about it again and maybe like write down what your beliefs are around that and try and shed them, right? Like, get, like be free. Yeah, I think just like recognizing them as myths is the first step. And then like, Right. Yeah. Writing down like your own reasons of why those things aren't true or like the experiences you've had and knowing that that's not true is really helpful. And then you can just go back at it. Like when you fall into those feelings or those thoughts, you can mm -hmm. be like, wait, no, <laughs> I know this is a myth. <laughs> it's so true. Actually, one of the things uh, about my pregnancy was mm. I was worried like because I we're going to do a podcast on this yeah. because we've read so much about fertility as you get older. Um but I was worried being like, oh, I'm 35. Like they consider 35 an over geriatric yeah. pregnancy still, yeah. which I think is like crazy. But um, I was worried like what, you know, oh, I, like I'm getting too, am I going to get too old yeah. to have a kid? Like all of that kind of stuff. And then as soon as I got pregnant, the first, like I was so happy and like yeah. excited and all of that kind of stuff. And then I did have the thought where I went, oh, I am still young, like <laughs> as in like I still f I probably could have waited it like another two years yeah. or like I like I'm glad everything's yeah. happened the way it's happened, which is great. But it was this thought where I was like, I just all of a sudden did realize that I, yeah, 
I wasn't too old and I wasn't going to be too old. And it was just a really interesting thing. But I realized that there was a part of it was fear. Mm. Like I still had that, that fear driving me, but that was like the fear of an unknown of unknown. Definitely. Um, so yeah, you just, you gotta live your life. (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like we should probably do another one of these episodes at some point because there actually are so many myths and I feel like this is just like yeah and definitely just like message us like let us know what you think if you if we've missed a myth that you know like tell us because we've yeah we've been trying to like think about these really yeah I feel like we should also do like a relationship myths one too oh my god yeah it's like I'm just going through a breakup now and I feel like there's so many myths that keep going through my head and I'm trying to like spot them and be like no don't the stories that that you play there's so many and it's like this constant cycle loop where I'll be like great and then I'll be like oh no and I'll like just think all of these thoughts and I'm like those aren't real thoughts those are like myths and things that I've heard around me so much that they just like float in the back of my mind um you want the voice in your head to be yours yeah but you've got all these other voices yes. that you don't even realize are still living there that like just chime in yeah. <laughs> when, when they have when they have some space it makes a really big difference when you can start recognizing those other voices and, yeah. be, and stop it and be like oh wait this isn't me <laughs> exactly but yeah. happy 20th episode guys Yay. thank you so much for listening yes. this is just so fun it's such a it feels like our diaries it kind does. of of our learnings and adventures and and i love that we have a little base of like regular listeners it makes me really happy yeah, i love getting messages and stuff and anytime and my friends are like oh i listened to that episode i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just give us any of your feedback also if there's like a something you want us to talk about yeah. aside from this like an episode I or feel something like one time or we should do instagram questions and then see if people send in questions for yeah. us to um no that'd be really yeah. fun so yeah we hope you guys have a wonderful weekend yeah. and we love you and now for the woo woo portion mm. <laughs> we're gonna sing a really sweet little mantra um to the melody that they always sing at the practice the my favorite yoga studio in bali um the english version is may all beings i think may all beings everywhere be happy and free and yeah it just perfectly fits our idea (laughs) of everything (laughs) shedding those myths going forward and just being clear of spirit strong um and finding our happy place so let's begin. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May all beings be happy and free. May all beings be happy and free. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May all beings be happy and free. May all beings be happy and free. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta 
Suki no Bhavantu, may all beings be happy and free. May all beings be happy and free. Namaste. Namaste.